Let's just fucking roll, cause I, I, I mean, yeah, we need, we need to roll. I need my beer. <laughs> send it, send it. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode sixty fucking something. I think it's sixty four. Uh, maybe for the week of uh, December fourth. Yeah, exactly. I fuck. I mean, I, I'll figure it out after the fact. But welcome to the show, guys. I'm your host, Luke. I'm here with my main man with the master plan who's over there drinking young hipster death at the grocery store what do you oh no i'm having the young hipster death now the what i bought at the and don't 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 say i bought it at a grocery store i bought it at a gas station down the street (laughs) that's what i meant it came out wrong (laughs) i am fucking exhausted it's not that classy it's not that classy um Let's just say I'll keep it a surprise, but it will be drank in the brown paper bag as it was given to me. I know you bought. I know it's a steel reserve. I know it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the one that I would have bought. So fuck it. Well, I, it was either that or Bud Ice, but I saw that um, this was fucking eight point one percent. Hell yeah, that's why I would have got it. High gravity beer. I did yep. not remember that. It's well, gravity is the measurement that they use to determine what the ABV of a beer is. So, right. but I got, I'm going to give you my, I'm, I'm actually going to crack a crowler so I can try to drink it through the entire show. So when I, I, yeah, I just went, huh? yeah, a crowler, not a growler, a can, oh. 32 ounces. Yeah, but I just went, there. I just ran to tripping animals after a long fucking day and picked up a haul, got some phenomenal beers, but I'm excited about this one. The only thing that bums me out right now is that I just was reading the description and I didn't realize it has cinnamon in it. And the same way you feel about like spicy pepper in beer, I kind of feel about ah. cinnamon. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's not that big of a of taste in this beer. But this is actually the collaboration between Burley Oak and Trippin' Animals. It's called Stoned Bumbleberry Cheesecake Dream. It's 4.8%. <clears throat> um, and it's a fruited sour. It's a sour ale conditioned on apricot, peach, blueberry, blackberry, strawberry, raspberry, cream cheese, cinnamon, vanilla, and brown Did you just sugar. say cream cheese? Yes. All right. Because it's a friggin', it's supposed to be a cheese, uh, it's supposed to be a, a cheesecake, the idea right, behind right. it. So I'm gonna crack this motherfucker right now. These, the only thing that sucks about Crowlers is they always tend to fucking splash all over the place. Really? Yeah, I don't know why, like they all, Maybe it's because they fill them. You know, oh, there it goes. <laughs> it's on my mouth. It's on my face. That's what she oh, said. Oh, boy. Yeah, oh, don't boy. get too excited, Lick it, guys. Lick it and stick excited. it. <laughs> so, how's your week been, dude? What's What's been going on in the realm of Thomas, the well, motherfucking uh, beast? <laughs> um... I, I had some plans for this weekend, which is why we're actually recording on a Friday night as opposed to a Saturday afternoon. They Remember I said, uh, what? They fell through? I I, I pansied out. Um, so I got a new comm unit for my motorcycle helmet. I got a new helmet and I didn't want to, I didn't want, in the old comm unit I had only had like a three to four hour battery life, which would, which made long trims kind of a pain because it's either not listening to music or just listening to it for a little bit. Then your GP, then you have no like turn by turn GPS inside your headset. Right. So 
I got a nice new unit as a birthday, as a Christmas gift to myself. And I was going to do something called the Iron Butt Saddle Sore 1000, which is a thousand miles in 24 hours. Right. I remember you telling me about this. Mm -hmm. Well, you told us all about this, but yeah. Mm -hmm. So you proceed so, out. I did. I'm actually, I think I'm, <laughs> I, and I shouldn't be drinking, especially not a fucking seal reserve. But after this, um, actually, I, I have a little bit of a scratch itch in my throat. Oh, stop it. It'll help. Yeah. So um, I'm like, you know what? God forbid I like somehow get sick when I'm in South Carolina, a thousand miles away and I got to ride my motorcycle back and it's 30 degrees outside. I might just want to wait a few weeks, make sure that, uh, you know, I don't end up coming down with COVID in South Carolina. Right. Do they do it again? <clears throat> what? Are they doing it again? Like, do you have a chance to like get in on oh, it again? Oh, dude, this is just too? a this is a by myself thing. Oh, okay. I thought you, yeah, oh, just right. me. Yeah, all gotcha. I need is twenty four hours by myself. Uh, gotcha, so, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I just need to get the, you know, just jump on the motorcycle. St. George, mm -hmm. in South Carolina, is exactly five hundred twenty miles away, which gives nice. me a little bit more cushion. Uh, they have one restaurant in town and they have one um, place, a biker bar off of 95 called uh, Leonard Skinner's Sports uh, Sports Bar and Grill. Ah, there you go. So I figured I'd either go to one of these two or both sleep like five to six, seven hours and then just head, head the road. That was the big plan. That's why I went to REI, got some camping stuff in case I had a, you know, ended up camping or... Right. But unfortunately, yeah, I just um, I don't feel quite up to it. So nah, dude, I don't blame you. I would have, I, I, dude, there's no way I could have done some shit like that right now. Like I am fucking destroyed. Like, yeah. So let's get into this beer real quick, okay? So I want to hear your breakdown of young young hipster death when I'm done with this one. But I just cracked this one open, and let me tell you, dude, the cinnamon is there, but it's not overpowering. It leaves, I mean, dude, the, 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 what would I call it? Like the, the fucking cum drippings on the glass <laughs> are amazing. Like you can definitely tell there's some body to this beer. It has some, some pulp in it and the flavor right now. I mean, it's crazy. Like I can taste, I taste, I can't distinguish any berry, but I get berry. I get a cheesiness. I get like a bready, like creamy, like finish, almost like the, like the pie crust. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm fucking digging this. This is amazing. That sounds really good. That sounds, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sorry, that sounds, that, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I heard the snipping after I said that sounds right. That sounds delicious. <laughs> I've actually, um, a few years ago, I was in uh, Tampa mountain biking uh in this uh, mountain bike park out there and i i got to try it was a strawberry cheesecake milkshake ipa from where see. do you remember i'm trying to look it up oh okay i'm trying to find the can uh hmm. or was it strawberry choice uh strawberry I don't fucking know. This, this is good. Dude, this I don't is remember. Good. I've already drank one whole glass of, because it's a 32 ounce can, and I have like a, I want to say, I think this, 
Anchor Lab uh, Rascal that I'm drinking from is like a. Is it the mushroom like, shaped one? Yeah, it's like a not the mushroom one. It, this oh, is. A, I was gonna say the mushroom one looks like a fucking sex toy. Well, I got one for you. So we, you, I got one. I got two. So I got one for me and one for you. So, oh no! You know what? It looks great. I didn't say anything bad about it. <laughs> you asshole! <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's. I did get one for you then. But anyway, the uh, the Anchor Lab glass looks just like the one I got from Michaels, but it's smaller. So the Michaels one I think is like 20 or 22 ounces. I think this one's probably like 12 ounces, maybe 14, because it doesn't take quite a whole can. Um, and I've already drank one entire glass of it, and I filled it up again, and I'm halfway through the second one already. That's how good it is. Holy shit. Wow. Dude, it is amazing. Like, I am, I was, I didn't know what to expect because I've had some, like, people go crazy over these Burley Oak dreams. And I'll be honest, I've had a few of them, and I've only had one that I really liked. The, at, um, at Wakefest, they had like four, three, three or four different ones on tap. And I had all of them, and I didn't like a single one. I thought they all tasted like shit. And I don't know if it was that day. I don't know if it was my palate because I had so many other beers that day. I don't know what it was, but I was not a fan. And then I got a can of Blueberry Crumble Dream. I believe it was called Blueberry Crumble Dream from uh, a guy in a trade. And that was the only one that I actually liked. So this one, this is rejuvenation, not rejuvenation. What do we call it? It's a, it's fucking, this is like, uh, whatever. I can't even think of what I want to say. I am literally so retarded right now so but this this is uh this wins me back to being a fan of the burly oak dream and this rendition with tripping animals is just amazing i got some damn good beers today like i had to pick up i had to pick up another four pack of that triple um, milkshake ipa the purple one that has like blueberry blueberry like i had to get another four pack of that they had plenty it's a 10 percent triple ipa but a but like a fruited sour ipa um they released Two new uh, sours. Actually, I think it's three new sours today. The other one I've had before, which is called Referees is the Law. It was their collaboration with Magnify Brewing, and it was good, but they released two at the same time. The other one, which was more like a lime and lulo, um, which is like a citrus fruit, was amazing. The Referees are the Law one. I liked it last time, but it wasn't my favorite, so I didn't get it again. Um, I did pick up one four-pack of it for my buddy Dustin in Indiana, who I'll be sending that to him on Monday. I uh, muled that for him since I was rolling down there or proxied it for him because I was already rolling down the tripping animals anyway. But, um, and then they released a uh, two sours that I picked up. One is like an octopus's pussy or something like that. I forget what it's, octopus's playground or some shit. And then the other one is a Spanish name and I can't remember off the top of my head. But wh- tell me what you're thinking about Young Hipster Death, man, because I really enjoyed that beer and I'm hoping you're having uh, similar thoughts. So. I will be honest with you. Uh, we we talked about it over the weekend. I uh, I ended up not being a huge fan of the uh, was it the orange? Um, yes. Yep. The orange tripping the animal. Yep. Yeah, and uh, and the and the ghost also. And I don't know why. I just did just didn't agree with my palate. Uh, the, the ghost. ghost oh, the ghost Dave. in the machine. Ghost, yeah, and ghost Dave. And Dave. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, which I don't know why, because it's just a, a pretty standard, you know, I don't know why. I don't know. Right. I, I, I think I you. just may have, uh, I may not agree all that well with um, with hazy IPAs in the can. Right. Uh, even the more corporate stuff like, uh, I think, what was it? Terrapin and, uh, and the Sweetwater. Um, 
There you go. Sorry. Little sneeze. I guess it's just gonna cock tease me. Uh, but uh, because I said something. <laughs> yep. But um, so I did that. I did that rolling thing. Set it upside down. Roll it again. Pour it. So maybe it's because I did that with this one, but it is drastically more my style. The young nice. hipster death. Yeah. So it's it's, it's um. it down it's 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 juicy it's really fucking juicy and it's uh it's um what's it called it's not it's not it doesn't taste like that that bitterness uh hoppy it doesn't have the hoppiness that a lot of ipas have right uh it's a lot softer yeah yeah super smooth that's definitely something and it's seven percent 7.5 it's yeah. one of those sneaky don't really taste the, the strength of the beer it's almost like yeah. a little bit it almost reminds me of a watered down version of a super freak mm-hmm. does that make sense it's like a little yeah, bit lighter in I... color and and yeah. it's uh <clears throat> so and i guess i've never i've never actually had a triple um oat cream i think is that does that have to do a little bit with kind of the smoothness of the beer yes it's so kind of the, a the, when they when they do like a triple oat cream um base you know essentially it gives it more of like a creamy mouth feel it gives like a pillowy feel yeah softer like you said soft i mean that's the yeah. easiest way it kind of it kind of cascades over the taste buds in a way that yeah. it doesn't it just floats in your mouth you know what and, I mean? it's like... and to to kind of highlight one quick thing, sorry to cut you off. Um, no, it's good. got the it's got the gru- the fruitiness that that um, uh, these buildings I once designed, right? That's what I had. That's what that was a crappy beer you gave me. Yeah, yeah. It's got all the good sides of that beer without the weird finish aftertaste too. So it's kind of like that. You know, it's it's. Um, it's mango-y a little bit, I want to say. Yeah, could be, for sure. It definitely has a, a, the Ghost 883 hop. Definitely can have a little bit of a mango. Yeah, it's um, got a little bit of a mango vibe. Yeah, yeah. Tropical, tropical juice vibe. Absolutely. It's really yeah. fucking good, yeah. That's 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 one of the better ones I've had. Nice. Nice. So, <clears throat> let's get into, like, just this fucking week, man. Like, this, like for me... It's been a fucking whirlwind, like, you know, and, and I'm going to rant a little bit about the about some shit. Like, you've been in the car business, you'll know what I'm talking about. So, my daughter, okay, and, and I'm in no way, shape, or form un, an ungrateful person in any way, you know, but let me kind of just give you the rundown of this scenario. So, uh, 2018, my daughter graduated from high school, and her mother's boyfriend... Salim gave her a car. That was his their that was their graduation gift to her. She got a 2008 Honda Accord, uh 3.5 V6, you know, it was an EX model, and it's an older car. It had 250,000 miles on it when she got it. So, but it was in good shape. It was a decent car. You know, it's been it's been a little bit of a of a of a you know, a geriatric bitch over the last year, year and a half because we've had to we replaced the alternator. We replaced the battery. We put. Uh, we had to do some like work to the lights because he had like a LED, you know, light LED style light conversions on it, and they weren't working right. So I had to like 
put factory bulbs back in it. She had some issues with like the plastic underpinnings that kept falling off the car because he originally had the car lowered, like slammed to the ground with like 20 inch rims on it. And he actually put it back to stock and put the factory wheels back on it for her. But it was all, but the front end was all torn up from him, you know, pulling up on parking stones and scraping the bottom of the car and stuff like that. I mean, it, it actually got to the point where she lost like one of the fender liners, like driving down the highway, yeah. the entire fender liner just flew out of the car. You know what I mean? And so it's not a bad car, but <clears throat> it was starting to kind of nipple, nickel and dime us on little stuff. And I, you know, we had to fix the, uh, the window washers, the pump went bad. And then I had to do some rerouting with the window washer hoses because they got melted and, you know, just some weird shit was going on with it. So she, um, and you know, the untimely passing of her grandmother, her grandmother just recently passed away from cancer. She's been battling for five years and it was in remission twice. And unfortunately this last time, you know, it did take her life after spreading, you know, almost throughout her entire body. And she was a wonderful lady, you know, she was a, a huge pain in the ass, but just a sweetheart and sarcastic son of a bitch that I, you know, she just, she could piss you off and make you smile in the same sentence. You know, she was just that kind of person. And we all loved her to death and Maya misses her greatly, but she left her her 2015 Hyundai Sonata. Mm-hmm. So we got the Sonata, and first, I don't want to go too much too off, too much off on her mom because apparently she listens to the show, which mm-hmm. I find to be very weird. But anyway, um, but they basically demanded that she give the Honda back, and I laughed because I was like, "Well, wait a minute, like that's my car, <laughs> like and and it's not my. They didn't give it to me, but it's in my name. And the reason why we did that." was to help save her on insurance and stuff like that. You know, being in, if it's in the older person's name, the insurance, and hers just as a driver, it, it saved a ton of money on insurance. So um, mom just kind of says, well, you know, give us the car back and just kind of demanded it. Like, I mean, literally I got, I get a text message that's just like sign the title and send me the car back. And I was like, wow, okay, whatever. So I didn't want to argue with her because I don't want to cause any issue with my daughter and I just kind of let it happen. So long story short, She's driving the Hyundai for like a week and she's got some issues with it. The front end shaking. Um, the car doesn't seem to have all the power it should. She said she would take off like from a dead stop and the car seemed to kind of fall on its face and then it would pick back up again. So we took it in to get looked at. And uh, she took it to Tires Plus to get an oil change and an alignment. And they aligned the car, which they said was severely out of alignment, and they changed the oil. But when they gave the car back to her after aligning it, there was like the car it was the car was shaking ten times worse than it was when she brought it in. So I got frustrated, talked to the people at Tires Plus. They told me it had a big bad CV axle. Um, which, you know, I mean, as a mechanic, it makes sense. If the CV axle was bad and the car was out of alignment, then putting it back in alignment could cause a vibration. You know, it, it is it's a little, you know, a lot of technical bullshit, whatever. But also the ABS and the traction control lights were on on the dash. So we took it to Hyundai, had them look at it, and we get hit with like a $3,000 bill. You know, they come out and they're like, oh, it needs valve cover gaskets. It needs a timing cover gasket. It needs an oil pan gasket. It needs two wheel speed sensors. It needs uh, drive belts. You know, I mean, just, you know, all kinds of shit, which and some of it does make sense because the shaking, especially at idle, and the loss of power is probably because the oil was leaking into the spark plug galleys and it was causing the spark plugs to misfire, which is probably why 
the car didn't have as much power as it should. But anyway, long story short, <clears throat> we decided, she decided, I shouldn't say we, because, you know, I just want her to do what is best for her. Because mind you, she's she's about to be 20 years old. She turns 20 February 13th. She has a part-time job. You know, she works at a nursery. Um, and when I say a nursery, I mean like a plant nursery. Yeah, a tree. Nursery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, so she doesn't make a lot of money. You know, she makes like ten bucks an hour. She works like twenty-seven hours a week, whatever. But you know, she goes. To, she's in college. She's full-time student at FIU. She's now living in her grandmother's house, so she's not living here anymore. And she's gonna have some more bills. You know, she's gonna have to probably pay like the electric bill at her grandma's house and stuff like that. So I was concerned about her buying a new car, or you know, trying to trade the Hyundai in, but as we you know kind of like broke everything down it just seemed like the right thing to do so we started looking um wednesday and <clears throat> which was actually the day we brought the car and we went to the hyundai dealership looked around she was not a fan of any of the hyundais she didn't like the new sonata she didn't like the elantra and uh so we went to kia she looked at the kia she liked the k5 which is the optima replacement but the sticker was pretty you know outrageous i mean the base model was like twenty-eight thousand. so Damn. we were like i was like nah maybe we might want to like chill off with that so she, she for some reason she liked the older optima which is basically the same car as the car she had because uh, you know hyundai sonata and the kia optima are the same exact car a little bit different sheet metal but same underpinnings mm -hmm. so for some reason she liked the optima and she kept gravitating towards the optima so they uh <clears throat> So long story short, we spent a, about three hours at um, Weston Nissan today where a gentleman named Raphael took really good care of us. And she actually ended up getting a 2021 uh, Nissan Altima SV for brand new, you know, um, and, and then we ended up getting it for what we needed. We ended up, it all ended up working out. But the rant in all of this is sales, car salesman. You know, and, I, and I'm not, and I am not speaking about our salesmen are difficult. What? No, never. Oh my God, dude. So let me, well, the, the, the biggest mistake that she made was she tried to go to a couple dealerships without me. And I, and, and again, I'm not like, you know, the car sales guru, whatever. I just know how they play the game. I mean, working for dealerships and seeing how the sales guys work and what they do, you know, I know. Now I will say this, that the guy Raphael at, at Weston Nissan, although I still know he could have done a little bit better. He took good care of us. And the, I always get nervous when a sales guy says, oh yeah, yeah, we'll take care of it. But then they don't take care of it. So they kind of like expect you to come back another day. Like for instance, you know, for some reason her car only came with one key and it's brand new. And his response was, well, this, this particular model only comes with one key. And I'm like, I've never seen a car that only comes with one key. It makes no sense. Like, don't worry, I'll get you. What do you mean you're gonna get me one? Like, I mean, are you- Did he give you a like, Wii no, he didn't. So they're also supposed to tint the windows for her. And we found a little ding on the front fender. And again, this is a brand new car and they're going to take care of all this stuff. So I'm like, all right, now I'm not mad at Raphael. He did us, he did us a solid. He stayed like four hours past the time that he was supposed to go home and take care of us. You know, he got us the number we were looking for, you know, and, and I appreciate that. And, but the Kia dealership that she went to in Coral Springs, this guy, like they were totally blow. I, I hate it when a car dealer will blow smoke up your ass. And, they, and what they did is they kept texting her and they're like, oh, we can get you this, we can get you that. 
And the number that we were looking for, they were trying to get her into like a brand new K5, which is a $30,000 car, with, and telling her that they were going to get her the price that we got for the car we have now. And I was like, there's no friggin' way in hell. Like, they were just trying to get her back to the dealership. Right. Just tugging back and forth. But the funny of this story does not lie with my daughter. The funny of this story actually lies with myself. So remember in a previous podcast, and you and me personally, we talked about the fact that I ordered a 2020 Shelby GT500, correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I remember that. Okay. Well, here's my... The, the beauty of Ford dealerships and these scumbags that fucking infuriate me, okay? My car came in and I get a phone call from AutoNation, Ford and Margate, which is where I ordered it from. And I went with, with Ford, I went with AutoNation because AutoNation has always been the only retailer that doesn't mark up specialty cars. So like when the Hellcats came in and they first got released and shit like that, they were selling all of them at sticker price. They never did a markup, they never did anything. Now, the car that I ordered, the sticker price is $80,751. So the car comes in, I get a phone call, or a te- I actually got a text message from the sales guy. Hey, sales manager, hey, your car is here. And, you know, when do you want to come by so we can get the paperwork done and we can take care of it? And I was like, oh, shit, I'll be there Saturday. Like, I'm, dude, I'm super excited. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't get the Margate before Saturday because of obvious other reasons, but I was super, super excited. I'm like, damn, dude, this is fucking amazing. So I guess they, he handed me off to a sales guy. The sales guy texts me this morning and he's like, hey, Luke, you know, I just wanted to confirm with you that three o'clock tomorrow is good. You'll be here. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And he sends me a like text breakdown of the car. <clears throat> okay. Now, like I said, the car I ordered is eight. The sticker price was $80,715. When he sends me the text breakdown, the final cost on the car, car is like one thirty. <laughs> Bro, they tacked on a $35,000 dealer markup. And then by the time, then on top of that, by the time we figured out, you know, tax and tag and everything else, it ended up being like $149,765. And I text the guy back and I was like, You're, I, my exact reply was, you're fucking kidding me, right? And his reply was no with a question mark. And I was like, dude, I ordered this car from you because you guys told me when I ordered it that you did not do dealer markup. And I was under the impression that that was not something that AutoNation did. His reply was, well, this is a highly sought after car. And I, my reply was, well, you can highly sought after that car right up your fucking ass. Yeah, I was going to say, I hope you told him to shove it. Yeah. Bro, I, am, I will say this much that obviously... I'm not gonna let somebody fucking shaft me. First of all, I can't afford that. Like $150,000, you know, it's 80,000 to 150,000 is a huge jump. That's 70. It's double the fucking amount. It's exactly. double the amount. And we're talking about we're talking about going from an $1,110, $1,100 payment to a $1,900 payment. And I was like, no, like there's no fucking Fuck way you. on earth that I'm gonna do that. And so we high. a couple, dude, a couple text messages back and forth. The sales manager finally gets back to me. He's like, dude, how about He's like, if we can get the markup down to 25, are you in? And I was like, no, motherfucker. I, and, I, and, I, and I mind you, these messages are exactly as I am speaking them to you. I am oh, reading I them it. off my phone. No, motherfucker. Unless you're going to sell me the car at sticker, you can fuck off. And he messaged me back and he's like, I really don't appreciate, you know, you cursing at me. And I was like, I don't really appreciate you motherfuckers getting my hopes up, allowing me to put $1,500 down to, to order this car only to find out that you are that after being told that it, that that was my price 
to find out after the fact that I'm basically paying double for the car. I was like, fuck you. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I was like, you can take that car and shove it up your ass. I hope you guys sit on it for the next six months. And he's like, oh, he's like, if you don't want it, we'll sell it tomorrow. And I was like, okay, go for it. Fucking sell it tomorrow then because I don't want it. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And I will never buy another car from AutoNation ever again. And he was like, oh, then he, then he comes back and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I, you know, I apologize that we really don't, we don't like to hear that. And I'm like, dude, fuck you. I'm like, I used to work there and you guys are fucking shoving your fist up my ass. That dealership <laughs> used to be one of my dealerships when I was their regional customer care director for AutoNation. But granted, this was also 2014 and 15. So that was, you know, quite a long time ago. There's probably, I'm sure some of the techs are the same and maybe some of the sales guys, but the majority of the staff has probably turned around. But I was furious, dude. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. I'm like, I go walk into AutoNation Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram right now down the street from my house and buy a Hellcat Red Eye for, for sticker and walk out the door. But yeah. you're gonna mark up a GT500 50 grand? Get the, get, don't fuck that. Get the, uh, get the, uh, the uh, TRX. The what? The Ram? The Ram TRX. Get that. Yeah. It's got the, it's got the Ram. The Hellcat thing. motor. Oh my God, bro. I literally just sneezed a dozen times while in the past 45 seconds. <laughs> I'll be what right are you back. allergic to? Go. The beer? Fuck me, something. I gotta go blow my nose. I'll be right back. Just uh, right. keep sorry about that. Bro, no, you're good. Fuck, man. But I was, I mean, you guys gotta understand you know, the way the whole car game goes. And I was furious because this is something I've really been looking forward to. It's kind of, you know, I would say probably like a midlife crisis style deal going on, but I was super excited. Now, you know, what I'm, what I'm genuinely thinking about potentially doing rather than putting myself in a, oh, you know, a, a, a four figure payment for, you know, for a car that, uh, that's not really what I want. I'm considering probably maybe just going and getting like a Mustang GT and doing, you know, it's an Austin intake and a tune and maybe slapping, you know, a super bullet, get a bullet. It, you know. What's that? Get the bullet. I like the bullet, but I don't like the bullet. Let me explain why. I love the bullet because of the heritage. I hate the bullet because it's so the styling is so dumbed down. Like it almost it, it's the cut the green color and the bullet wheels. But everything else about the car, it almost looks love, like a beast. I love the blacked like out grill. I love the blacked I, I do like, out. I do no like the black. Yeah, I do like the blacked out no badge grill. But everything else about the car, it almost like I said, it almost looks like a six cylinder with just hunter green. You know what I mean? And I'm like, eh. But you never know. I mean, I, if I can find one, it might be either because you know what's cool too is that they also have them in black. Yeah, no, and, green. If you get a bullet, you got to go green. Yeah. It's got the quad tip exhaust. That thing is pure sex. Uh, one quick thing, and then... Um, Shoot. By the I'm way, congrats on the much. congrats on the car. It's all good. Uh, favorite body style Mustang? Just pick one. Oh, God. Fuck. All right. So my true favorite, and which is the one that a lot of people hate, is the SN95. So the SN, the SN95 is the... 95 to 98 rounded yeah Mm -hmm. the one after the fox body between the fox body and the new edge so in 99 they came out with the new edge which was the very similar to the sn that's the sn95 right but more square you know kind of like edgier lines 
I liked the rounded one. I had a 95 Rio Red Cobra, and it was my favorite car of all time. Like, now granted, mine was highly modified, very different than a regular, you know, stock Cobra, but at the end of the day, I don't know why, man. I just love that body style. Like, there's just something about that car. But the uh, the new ones have grown on me in terms of, you know, I, I like, I mean, dude, the GT500, the 2020 GT500 is sexy, but it's different. It's more, it reminds me more of like a supercar, a hypercar than a muscle car. You know what I mean? Like, to me, it's almost like they took it to the next level and created a, you know, a, a Canyon Carver style supercar versus a a mustang you know what i mean so it's still a mustang obviously and it still performs like one and it's super super fast and you know whatever else but um the only issue that i have with that is if i like if i was going to get an sn95 right now like let's say i went out and found like a really nice body good clean paint you know whatever else it would have to have a coyote motor that's the only issue is i would i would buy a shell drop a coyote motor in it and then call it a couple twin turbos probably and call it a day because that would be the ideal setup for me in terms of that car. Not that I don't love the 5, 5.0 pushrod motor, but it's uh, it's just, you know, I mean, you, you got to go with the best of both worlds. And it's kind of like having, you know, if you were to buy like a, you know, let's say you were a Camaro guy and you like like the 85 IROC. I would want an 85 IROC with like an LS, you know, motor from nowadays. You know what I mean? I wouldn't want an 85 IROC with an LT1 shit motor. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what about what about you? What's your favorite body style? You oh you said New Edge, right? You like the New yeah, Edge? Yeah, New Edge 2004 Terminator Cobra in uh, misty chrome color. Yeah, the misty chrome color. It's pretty pretty. But bad, you know what? So. I mean, now that I'm looking at pictures, I hate silver cars. I genuinely hate silver cars. There's a no, actually, that's more of an entry site. I think that's an aftermarket color. I, you know what? You hate my car? <laughs> I no, I don't. Just personally, I think I silver is you like. I don't like a, the color. Yeah. Yeah. In a in a dark fucking gray or black or the misty chrome because it does look better in person than it does in pictures. The oh, Terminator yeah. Cobra is oh that Miss Sonic Blue too. Either oh, yeah, way, that's kind of my. Beautiful. That's one of my. Uh, if I had like fuck you money, yeah, I'd probably uh, that'd be one of the cars that I would just want to have in the collection. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, probably bone stock. Uh, or that. Or you know what, the Mac One in that body style. Yeah. Or the. They're nice too. Yep. Or the Bullet in that body style. Big fan of all those. Oh, those three. Oh yeah. The cool thing about the the um. Now the. The bullet and oh yeah, they did do a bullet in New Edge, and the, that was the, the first crazy, year they brought it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the bullet in the New Edge was had the same motor as the Mach One. It was a thirty-two valve dual overhead cam motor. So, okay. um, which is the is a you know four point six dual overhead cam, three hundred and twenty horsepower versus the two sixty from the single overhead cam four point six, which okay. is the regular GT motor. But right. Um, and then the Cobra had 390 horsepower and like 450 pound-feet of torque because I had the supercharger. But you know how much the Bullet has now? The current the bullet, 2020 Bullet. The new Bullet, I think. I don't think it has more than the GT. I think it's 445, right? 480. Really? Yeah. Okay, so it's got a little bit more than a regular GT. The regular what GTs, I'm, I think. What's have insane is it's the fucking Cobra. You said was what? 350. Which one? The the new edge Cobra, 
The new Edge Cobra is 390, yeah. 390? So imagine yep. in fucking uh, 15 years, 16 years, now that, you know, a car yeah, that's 90 more technically, horsepower, yeah. yeah, 90 more horsepower. Technically speaking, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not supposed to be top of the line power Cobra shit. It's yeah, just, yeah. It's no, essentially right. a, a slightly tuned Mustang GT from the factory. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Incredible. I mean, you look at you look at the uh, I mean, the GT350 is a 5.2 liter flat plane crank motor and it makes 525 horsepower naturally aspirated. That I mean, that's 135 more 135 more horsepower than the Cobra than the 04 Cobra. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's pretty nuts. So they um, what's I going to say? It was I, I was excessively disappointed. I thought about you know, a lot, part of me thought about like a Raptor and stuff like that, but you kind of go through the same bullshit with them where, you, you know, a lot of dealers mark them up and they're not as big of a markup. They're like 10 grand, 15 grand. Fuck but, you. I right. find, yeah. It's like Anything Raptor, it says literally like the new, It's the new soccer mom car, the Raptor. Right. Yeah. So it's like, it says, what, you're gonna... if it, no, you're right. Yeah. If it says SVT on it, they're marking it up. So the, I've only, I found a couple leftover GT 350s that are like a 2019 model. That uh, 2019 and 2020 models because they they're gonna stop production on the GT350 for 2021 because they're bringing the Mach 1 back, um, and so the GT350 is gone. And I found a couple of those like you know around for uh, you know sticker you know basically sticker price with no markup, but that's you know I kind of it's still a sixty thousand dollar car and and it's 525 horsepower naturally aspirated. Now, don't get me wrong, supposedly the motors hold a ton of power and you could slap on, you know, you know, a supercharger or something and make seven, 800 horsepower. But I just saw a video today of uh, one of the guys I follow on, on YouTube. Uh, he's up in New Jersey. His name is Stang Mode. He has a, a, a Grabber Lime, a Grabber Lime 2020 GT500. And he's basically, it's basically full bolt-on. So it's got ported blower it's got a whipple intercooler it's got a ported throttle body the kong ported throttle body it's got long tube headers it's got a converter it's got some tranny work done to it um uh, not a converter it's got the clutches in it it's got a intake and uh because it's a dual clutch transmission so it's got an intake it's got it's tuned it makes like 980 wheel horsepower made like 980 wheel horsepower and there's, I mean, there's some 2020 GT500s out there right now making 1,100, 1,200 horsepower at the wheels already from like Livernoy and, you know, Palm Beach Dino and a couple other places like that. His shit blew the fuck up, dude. I mean, windowed the block, like on both sides, just pieces of rod and piston clanking around inside the motor. And we're talking a hundred plus thousand dollar car that he just, that has like 15,000 miles on it and he just grenaded the motor. And I'm like, all right, maybe that's uh maybe there's a little bit more susceptibility to breakage there than we thought. <laughs> yeah. So maybe seriously. that's maybe I maybe I got spared a huge expense because that was my plan. Like I had I intended to basically do everything to that car to my car that he did to his and you know make around a thousand wheel horsepower and call it a day. And uh thank God, you know, I'm looking at it now going, all right, maybe I got maybe I dodged a bullet on that. So. Yeah, potentially, right? Right. Potentially. What's your favorite car like on the market right now? If you had, if you had, fuck you, money, and you could buy whatever you wanted of new cars, does it, I'm does about it have to be car. a daily daily driver? No, I don't know. Um, dream. Let's say, all right, let's say I 
somehow make like 500 grand a year, right? Hypothetically mm-hmm. speaking, I'd have a Raptor and a 911. Okay. You just said the Raptor is a soccer mom. Fucking. Oh, I know. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm like... not. That wasn't a knock. It was. It's, oh, okay, it's okay. literally. It's. It apparently it's that drivable where literally soccer right. moms are driving him around. It's okay. not a knock. It more of a. It's more of a, a livability with it. Um, right. Right. And uh, and I'd probably have a 911 though. I can't really get behind those new new ones. Right. Because uh, they only have automatic. I know they're. They can have manual, but it's not quite. I would want maybe like a slightly older 911 that are still uh, hydraulic steering with a manual right. transmission. Gotcha. Even a, even a base 911 would be would be fine. I'll tell you what, man. I, I I hadn't I wasn't really a big fan of like GTRs, like the new body style GTRs. Mm-hmm. Well, when we were at the Nissan dealership today, they had two, and they kind of reminded me of like how beautiful and how badass of a car it is. And the yeah. one they had. It's like 15 years old at this point, right? I think 12 or 12 years old. Well, yeah, but the one they had was a 2021, and it was a 50th anniversary edition, and it had like 675 horsepower. And I was like, damn, okay, that they definitely increased the power. What was the MSRP? 125 grand. Remember, you remember what the MSRP was when they first came out? No, I don't. I thought they were about 100 grand. 70 grand. Hmm. And that's why that's those cars were yeah. so amazing. It's because you could get nine. Back then, I think the 911 Turbo yeah. uh, was about 120. That right. was probably closer to 150, 160. Um, and for 75 grand, you could get Something 911 beat. Turbo beating yeah. performances for right. 75 grand if you're okay with a Nissan badge. If you're like one of those, you know, hardcore oh, yeah. nerd. Yeah. And um, the dash, the, all the gauges on that um, infotainment system were actually designed by the team that designed the game, the game Gran Turismo. Yeah. For the yep. PlayStation, which is kind of also a little fun Easter egg on that. Absolutely, yeah. It was pretty badass. Like I yeah. will say, no, they're dope. I think when they when they first came out, the first year they re-released the GTR, the Skyline, it was like 480 horsepower. So they've come right. a long way. Now they're at yeah, 675. Yeah. Now 675 is only for the 50th anniversary edition because I think he told me that, which is basically like a Nismo package. He said that the regular one is like five, 560 or something like that. So. It's a little bit, you know, but they still increased the horsepower almost 100, you know, since then. But I still don't think it's worth, you know, 125. But I will tell you right now, my holy grail car for whatever it's worth. Um, and it's not a stock car. Now, let me explain. So my holy grail car is a V10 Audi R8, R8. carbon fiber twin turbo. twin turbo. So I would I would want the un, I would want the underground racing twin turbo kit 14 1500 horsepower daily driving easy to drive grocery getter like paddle shifted you know tiptronic blah 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 blah, all that good shit and you know it's just i mean they're just incredible incredible cars and i think they're beautiful you know the the way they look in inside the interior is amazing the electronics are fantastic so that's like a holy grail car for me if i could afford anything i mean you're talking Cause you're talking to already a hundred plus thousand dollar car. I think they're like 175 for the carbon fiber package. And then you're talking another hundred grand for that, that underground racing twin turbo complete kit. So that would be a, basically a $300,000 car. And I would, I would take that over a Lambo. I would take that over a Viper. I would take that over, you know, any other like crazy, you know, powerful car. The only, well, 
All right, let's be let's let me be real. The one car that I would take over anything is a Lycan Hypersport, which 99% of the people out there probably don't even know what that is. But is that the car from the Fast and Furious? Yes, that's the red one that they jumped from building to building. Building in Dubai, yeah. Yes, and then smashed into the ground. It's one that they're like 1.7 million dollars. It's like 11 or 1200 horsepower from the factory. It's a and it, the craziest part about it is I think it's I want to say I believe it's a twin turbo V6. It's not even a. I believe like, it. Eight, that new Ford GT is the same thing. Yeah, well, five, but it's only 550 horsepower. So the the difference with the Lycan is the Lycan's like double the power. And I could be wrong. It might be a V8, but I thought it was yeah. a V6. And it's uh, but it's a pretty incredible car, and it just looks amazing. And you know, it's there's nothing else out there like it on the market. And but again, it's 1.7 million dollars. And I don't even know how many of them are out there because I don't think they're making them anymore. It was yeah, kind of like probably. a one-year, one-and-done kind of deal. And I can't believe they actually allowed... I don't know if that was a real one that they destroyed. No, no they, fucking way. They probably just got I a know. shell on the... Be- they probably put it on the 1948 Beetle frame and just put the fucking thing on top of it. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's got to be something that... They, got, they had to have done something with it to make it, you know... Not 1.7 million. <laughs> no, no, so, yeah. but it's crazy, dude. Like, there. I mean, the cost of cars. I, I did. I will say this: that shopping with my kid made me realize, you know, how much the cost of cars has inflated. I mean, I, I remember, you know, back. I remember 10 years ago, you could go out and buy a brand. You could find six or seven different options of a brand new car at like 12 grand. You could get you could get like a you could get like a base model Corolla for twelve grand. You could get, oh after uh, uh, under within like a, if they're running a promotion that wasn't like I think the I think the cheapest car in the market now. By the way, I'm for people who are here on this podcast for the beer. This is turning into the auto show. So uh, <laughs> uh, Mitsubishi Mirage. Yeah, that used to be one of them. You could get those brand new for like ten grand. I think you still can. No, and you might be able to, but I'm saying less than but the, 15. But the options, yeah. but the 13, options are so 13 and nine nine five now, right? Like 2021. 20, yeah, but the options are so less versus what was you know 10 years ago. Because even oh yeah, I remember when the Sentra first came out and it was like 14 grand. Now the fucking Sentras are you can there's a Sentra that's 30 grand. You know yeah, what I mean? When the, Versa, like, when the Versa first came out, that was uber yeah. cheap. Exactly. Like the Versa is still about fifteen grand for the base, base, base model, but they even have a Versa that was twenty two thousand. So the average cent, the Sentra now, the base, the starting price is like twenty one eight ninety five. So it's like twenty two grand starting. So, but I was amazed that like you know all those cars that I remember as being like the cheapos, like the Elantra and shit like that, are twenty five thousand. You know, base price of twenty five grand, like. I was like, damn, dude. I'm like, there. these cars have come, like, even going to the Kia dealership, which I think I want to, it's the Forte. You know, the base price on the Forte was like $23,895. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, damn, dude. I'm like, it's crazy how much more expensive the cars have, have gotten. And, you know, granted, I do believe nowadays that they've gotten a lot more reliable and, you know, uh, and, the cra- and they're offering some pretty crazy warranties and shit like that. Like, that was one of the things that I liked about Rick Case when we were there is that they actually... The Rick Case Kia actually offers on the new cars a 20-year, 200,000-mile warranty. Damn. So they they double the factory Hyundai warranty or Kia warranty of 10-year, 100,000 miles. And I kind of was like, 
I was dying. I was like, I wanted my kid to buy one of those so bad because I was like, dude, that's 20 years that the engine transmission drivetrain of the vehicle is covered under warranty. I'm like, the paint will fall off the car before you won't be able to drive it anymore. I was like, this is perfect for you. And she just didn't. The only one she liked was the K5, which I said was the new Optima replacement. And it was like 30 grand. So that would have ended up being like a $600 a month car payment. So, um, but anyway, to get off of the friggin' uh, car bullshit, because I know. So the, uh, this beer is, dude, I, I literally have like the stem of the glass left of that entire 32 ounce crowd that's it that's funny i've i've the exact same amount left of mine and i'll as you're saying this beer is fantastic i'm think i'm staring at my almost empty cup thinking the same exact thing fuck i wish i had a little bit more so good well um by the way i did go um i did go to a brewery this week myself you went to I Matthew's, went to, didn't you? or was that last uh, week? Pros- that was last week. Oh. I went to Prosperity. Tell us about it. Decent beer. Okay. Uh, their lineup is on the on the four to five percent side of things. Okay. Uh, not bad. The sour. I had a. I had something called. Oh my God. Touch my hairy anus. No, it was a uh, <laughs> Tang. They oh, they they have a, a fruity sour named Tang. 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 Okay. So yeah, I thought that was funny. Uh, that I don't. It's that uh, shit. The the stuff, the powder stuff that you mix in your drink. Um, yes. But um, I had their porter. They Good. had a seven percent. Oh, they had a seven percent IPA, but they also had a porter, a dark brown porter. That was really good, really smooth. And you know how most porters sometimes tend to go on like the burnt, almost like burnt caramel, burnt coffee side of things? Yeah, they can. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like most, I mean, that's what, but my, like a lot of times I get a red or a porter. That's why I've kind of stepped away from it is because I feel like a lot of them have this weird kind of burnt flavor to them. But this one was super on point. No, um, you know, just just good. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. So did you? So overall, what what would you? One to ten. What's the rating you would give the brewery? Um, a six, and I would okay. give the porter a seven and a half or eight. All right. What about the atmosphere? How was the atmosphere? So, it was a Tuesday night. So it, was I, it was dead. I was essentially my buddy and I were the only two people there at first. Uh, and then, but I, you know, it's dog friendly. They actually have a brewery 20. dog that lives there. Awesome. So that was pretty cool. Um, and uh, and then more people showed up and had one beer. So um, I'm actually <laughs> looking up the name of their. More people. Uh, more people showed up and had a beer. A beer, like yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like a like a c- couple different parties came, like a, a couple, and then a party, a group of four. They looked like they just left dinner and wanted to have a beer type thing. Right. Um, but had uh, you been there before, or was that a first time? Yeah, I'd been there a handful of times because they're they're just like a mile away from where uh, I used to live in my old job. Okay, cool. So. Um, 
it's not bad it's just it's a it's like a you know it's a decent little place they actually i think they're some of their cans their clutch plate ipa uh is at publix oh I really say. like the local ones i, oh, okay. I, want, I haven't like, seen it down here yeah it's probably more up there in palm beach county I want to say I'm 99.9% sure. Or maybe they have them, maybe not in Publix, but maybe in liquor stores. Okay. Um, I've definitely heard of them before because that was one of the breweries that they did a can release like probably a couple months ago. And um, and Albie and my beer brigade actually stopped by and picked up some cans from them. And okay. it was on his like can list. And I, I actually hit him up about it. And I was like, hey, I've never heard of them before. Can I get some of those from you? And by the time I got, by the time he got around to me, they were all gone already. Because he didn't get very, he didn't get very many. It was only a couple four packs. But I was right. interested because I had never heard of them. I didn't even realize they were in Boca because I didn't Google it or anything like that. But it's, uh, you know, I mean, it's always fun to find new places. And you never know when they have good beers. I mean, I'm really, really right. looking forward to the 12th. I mean, we got eight days until highway to hail at matthew's yeah. brewing and i'm super be, stoked a, oh super dude i have a stoked. feeling it's gonna be fucking phenomenal i really hope he got me this week by multiple posting that friggin uh lobster truck because dude i am like a lobster fanatic like i love lobster tail dude and, uh my my dad this season my my dad single-handedly caught uh 72 lobsters that's crazy the this last year. time i went out the last time I went out lobster and was in 2009 or 10, and I it's, and I went you know obviously Florida lobster not uh mm-hmm. yeah not, not yeah not Maine lobster and I caught right. I our team altogether caught like 30 and it was mini season so we were only allowed to take I think like six a person um, so I ended up getting it I, me and my wife were on the boat they ended up giving us like eight and that was the one time that I like really experimented with lobster and I did like. I mean, I, I cooked it every way that I possibly could. I broiled it. I, you know, I, I boiled, I broiled, I boiled, I fried, I pan fried. I did a bunch of different things with it to figure out like what I really, you know, enjoyed and, and like loved the most. And that was when I figured out that, you know, a really nice Italian breadcrumb um, crumble on, you know, sprinkled down the center of a of a lobster tail and broiled was probably my favorite with drawn mm-hmm. with a nice cup of dude nice cup of drawn butter mm-hmm. oh my my penis is dripping i mean that's how fantastic it is that sounds good uh talk about <laughs> talking about lobster uh yesterday <laughs> that place prosperity had a lobster extravaganza food truck outside of their uh, brewery nice yeah so the name of the beer i think is called the Publand. That's what I was trying to look up the uh, the really good porter that they have there. So, yeah, man. But no, I'm super excited. Uh, hopefully, we can kind of schedule everything. Yeah, I, I guess sure. you gotta you gotta handle on that with with them and. Yeah, just reach out to Dave and we'll get him, you know, hopefully. I know it's going to be a crazy-ass day for him, but hopefully we can get him on the show for at least half an hour mm-hmm. to do to do a quiet interview before it really gets going crazy. I yeah. know... Uh, I want to look it up real quick because I want to plug the lobster truck that was there at their place because it was fucking amazing. Here it is. It's called Cousins Main Lobster. So, and it's a lobster food truck. Um, they don't, I don't think they have an IG because he hasn't. He never tags them unless he just isn't good at IG and doesn't tag people. I don't know, but I mean, just looking at their the posts. I mean, there's lobster rolls, there's lobster rolls, there's lobster rolls, and there's more lobster rolls. And 
I'm just like, oh. <laughs> so I'm definitely yep. excited about that. I hope that they're there for the Highway to Ale. And uh, excuse me, damn. I'm actually going to craft beer cellar in Fort Lauderdale tomorrow because that's the place I told you about, right? That my brother's friend told me about. I, it's okay. a bottle shop. Yeah, and right by the Galleria Mall, right? I, I guess. Yeah, that yeah. might have been. I know we spoke about it before. Um, I've been following them on IG forever and didn't even realize it. Cause one of the girls that I follow that's like a huge fan of Trippin' Animals, I don't know her name, but her IG is Check the Corner. She works there. Either works there as part owner or something. And from what I gather there, it's a bottle shop and a tap room. And I'm going to go. The reason I'm going there is not to drink. I'm going there to buy some stuff. But right. they, recent, they recently posted about Ghost in the Machine in cans. And I'm trying to see if they have any left so that I can send some out to my buddy, um, uh, Steven, out in New York. Um, my buddy Steven is a NYC police officer. And him and I trade beers back and forth quite often. And he's, uh, he's a badass and a really good friend of mine that I appreciate. And I want to make sure that he has an opportunity to try Ghost in the Machine. And the thing for me is I have I have bottles of Ghost in the Machine, the actual Ghost in the Machine, not Ghost and Dave, in my fridge right now. I went to ABC by my house and they had a four-pack, one four-pack left in the cooler and I bought it. And I cracked it open and it tasted fantastic. Like obviously the bottles do well, but the problem with bottles is we all know the seal's not perfect. So it does, they don't last as long as cans do. But then some people complain and say that cans give a metallic flavor to the beer. I've never personally experienced that, but that's what some people say. But I want to try the difference. And they actually just released a double dry hop version of Ghost in the Machine last week, but it was only available at the brewery at Parrish in Louisiana. And I, even though my sister lives there, she's like two hours from the brewery. So I didn't know anybody close enough to try to grab some for me. Try, I actually... I actually did a comparison this week where I did on the same, within the same 20 minutes of each other, I cracked the ghost in the machine and I cracked the ghost in Dade. And the funniest thing in the world is they're a lot closer than I thought they were going to be. Like I expected them to be on completely opposite ends of the spectrum. Now the color is way different. Ghost in the machine is more like a pale, almost like uh like grapefruity style color. Whereas, whereas ghost in Dade was more orange and more dank, like more darker, like, you know, not quite as as bright as Ghost in the Machine. Ghost in the Machine was more citrusy, brighter, had a lot more like like tropical citrusy flavor to it, whereas the Ghost in Day was a little bit more pungent and had a little bit more like dankness to it. Um, so of the two, Ghost in the Machine, the original, you know, took the cake and blew the Ghost in Day out of the water. But I will say that they were a lot closer than I expected. They probably were only about 0.25 to 0.5. Like if I would have rated Ghost in the Machine a 4.5, Ghost in Day was a 4.0. So they were pretty damn close, but they were just different. It wasn't a uh, it wasn't a similar comparison. They literally tasted like two different beers, which is okay because that's kind of the point. You know, when you collab with somebody on something, you take their recipe and tweak it with your you know breweries. Um, yeah, kind of like your specialty, right? The, exactly, your exactly. Yeah, your affinities for, for the type of breweries. You put your own spin on it, I guess. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's crazy. I'm just like, so what are you, what are you like most looking forward to 
for like the holidays? Like, what plans do you have? Like, what do you guys normally do for Christmas? Like, break things down for me and let me know. Like, you know, tell us and me and the listeners. Like, what do you, you know, do you guys like finger each other's buttholes? Like, what? I mean, what happens? Tell us. About it. So, um, <laughs> n- there's no butthole fingering, but uh, <laughs> the thing is my my aunt and this year is going to be a little bit weird because my entire family is in the process of either they just move or they're going to be moving so uh yeah so my parents are moving back up to pompano beach and my aunt just got a house in north miami so um so we're going to do something um at a friend's house down in key biscayne the house i'm always hanging out at when i'm in miami uh but normally my uh yeah 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 they're just they're still there while the process of the house uh they're they're new while the new place they just finished buying so they're doing the renovation and they're staying there for a little bit uh but um usually my aunt makes us all dress up in like suits on christmas eve (laughs) like like decked out and there's like a you know like a like a typical american christmas like ham Mm-hmm. Um, some sort of poultry, uh, and all the sides, kind of like very Thanksgiving y, Christmas y stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, some like butternut squash soup and a lot of <laughs> champagne and shit like that. And then, um, Nicole, so we're doing split duties because, uh, Nicole wants to be with her family. So on the 24th, we're doing the eve with my family, getting fucked up, doing dinner. Then the next day, we're going to do a light brunch, uh, go to her mom's, meet up with her family. And then uh, I think they do um, they do like a Benihana Japan Inn type. Um, um, oh, my God. What's it called? Hibachi State yeah, hibachi. House. Yeah. So that's Benihana is like my favorite restaurant in the world. I, I, I'm a big fan of Benihana. I'm not going to lie. Dude. <laughs> I fuck with Benihana hard. So that's what's gonna be for Christmas Day, which I'm I super see. cool with because I'm I'm like part Asian, so I'm not really, but all I eat is Asian food. Like I just eat what I literally make four and a half cups of rice once a week, and I just eat it throughout the week with just a little bit of uh, oyster sauce and a little bit of um, sriracha, and that's right. like I'm happy. So hell yeah, dude! I love yeah. dude. I love I love Asian food. I love oh, yeah sushi i mean dude i love just about oh, yeah animal, there's but... not a single country in asia that i don't like the food from that right, exactly korean vietnamese yeah, dude, it doesn't matter thai give me, japanese give me some korean spare ribs i'm good to go like yeah. oh, dude i love yeah, oh, yeah i love 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 all that all that good shit like but i got introduced to benihana when we first moved down to florida in 02 my ex's aunt was like a huge fan he used to take us there on like special occasions and at the time you know we were broke as a joke so we couldn't afford to eat you know 20 to 5 dollar meals so it was like a huge to do when we got an opportunity to go there and now it's i don't want to it's not a tradition but quite frequently on like a birthday or something for myself or my daughter my oldest she loves it too we 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 might go there and uh enjoy you know uh, a trip to benihana for birthdays they do that 30 percent off uh birthday thing you know for um if you are part of their birthday club yeah yeah so we typically tend to go take advantage of that cheap ass deal because we're cheapos but but i love it dude and like like there's my favorite is probably i do the it's called the benihana miami beach in miami 
but I forget what they call it at the one up here in Broward, but it's julienne. It's the julienne steak um, teriyaki with shrimp and, uh, you know, and obviously the, you get the rice, you get the salad, you get the, you know, the shrimp, the shrimp appetizer, you get all that good yeah. stuff. But I love the julienne beef and the, and the, the jumbo shrimp, you know, mixture. It's so good. But I've never had anything there that I don't like. I mean, I'm literally like salivating. Cause all, I know. I, I I'm ate... looking. I'm right now. I'm on their menu looking at it. <laughs> Dude, uh, I ate a. I had a nice like, probably a 12 ounce sirloin for lunch. Just the steak by itself. Again, it was a. You know, I've been getting kind of back on the steak kick and. I, you know, seasoned it up myself, seared it off real good, cooked it, and ate it, and it was tremendous. It was like butter. It was so good. But that was at about, I want to probably like like 2 o'clock, and I didn't eat anything from 2 o'clock until a bowl of ramen noodles that I ate right before I got on the show here with you. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, That's so I'm, little... I'm starving. I'm sitting here right now like damn i'm so hungry i wish i would have just stopped and got something like even if it was shit food just yeah, to right? be a, you know be a little bit full but fuck no. anyway dude we are just about at an hour because i think we started right before nine um and i know uh i'm exhausted my foot is fucking killing me dude that's the one shitty part about the shit like like walking around dealership lots and stuff like that and looking at cars is like being on my feet for that long my ankle you know I'm, and i don't know like i know i've explained everything i have the plantar fasciitis and uh fucking arthritis in my right ankle but it just screams and like after and that could the worst thing i can possibly do is walk around on it and then sit down still in a spot for a long time because as i wa- as i walk it loosens up and i start to feel a little bit better and i get a little mobility back but then but it also gets sore because it's not used to being you know like use that much you know at my current state right now and then uh so then you sit down for like three hours in a chair at the freaking dealership after we're waiting to sign paperwork and it just got so stiff that i could barely walk out when we left and i was dying i'm like oh then my dog freaking my 90 pound bulldog rose this morning decides to be a dumbass and take off after a squirrel and pulls yanks me because i was not and, and she does this to me like it's the worst possible thing she can do she doesn't rose does not run after anything like she is the coolest dog in the world with people with other dogs she will lay down on the ground flat on her belly like a pancake and wiggle her ass because she's excited when she sees another dog or another person but for some reason she chases squirrels and i wasn't paying attention i was holding her off to the left and i was looking at something and the and all of a sudden she takes off and she just yanked me and twisted my upper body and now my back is fucked and i'm like Ugh. i was like i wish i had some freaking percocets right now but all i got is ibuprofen <laughs> Damn. So, but a couple good well, beers help for yeah sure. i was gonna say i'm like the beers help right Number absolutely a little bit yeah, so, yeah. Cool. all right dude i think it's time for us to call it quits and I mean, I don't. Fuck, I was gonna. Yeah, well, we, we can we can chat what? and see. I was gonna say like I don't think I have any free time this weekend. But if you're gonna be home and not doing your thousand mile ass pounding, <laughs> yeah. uh, what's it called again? Say it. What is it? This, the Iron Butt Saddle Sore One Thousand. Okay, good. Iron Butt Saddle Sore One Thousand. 
uh, that maybe we can see if we could get together. But I have to kind I'm going to be in Compton, though. I'm going to be in Compton on uh, sa- on hell's, Sunday. Hell's Compton? Uh, Compton, you know, like Compton and Pompano had a kid. Oh I just call God. Pompano Compton. That's funny. Uh, but yeah, no, so I'm going to be helping my parents move some, uh, they're redoing oh, the floor, gotcha. so they need, gotcha. they need somebody to help bring the, the boxes full of new cool. tiles up the stairs. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be doing that, uh, right, trying cool. to hide my new tattoos too. So I'm going to have to wear a long sleeve. <laughs> oh yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, but then I'll be around. So I'm actually, I need to buy some beers myself for ink, wink, wink. Right. Secret Santa, right? Yeah, yep, so. for sure. That's I was definitely gonna finish, gonna close out the show with. Uh, so, I will say this: it's called I'm a gonna, segue in the biz, my friend. I know, segue. right? We're seg. Let's segue into the nutsack. I mean, into the taint. I mean, into the anus. I mean, whatever the hell I just said. All right, guys, for real, we got the crap brew Secret Santa is going on. You have six more days to register on December 10th is the deadline at midnight to register. And then we will send out the, um, your pairings on the 11th and then your beers have to be shipped out by the 15th, eh, 16th at the latest. But we, I've got, I, I will say this, that I've gotten a lot of messages from some of the people who are involved in previous years who have kind of, you know, bowed out gracefully because of their finances and because of some things that are going on due to COVID and stuff like that. So I want to encourage you, those of you that are out there that have the means and can get involved and do it, please sign up. You know, we definitely want to make this a lot of fun for everybody. And we got a good amount of people so far. I don't exactly know the number because I got a few new signups today, but it's definitely going to be worth your while because we will make sure that you get beers that you cannot normally get. And it's going to be a kick-ass opportunity to meet some new beer people and just have a blast and enjoy some fantastic beer. So send your name, address, phone number, your t-shirt size, and one style of beer you can't stand to media at callingallcrapbeer.com. And we'll get you signed up. There is absolutely no cost. It's 100% free. And then you'll be entered into a drawing to win a Visa gift card and a 12-pack of beer from Calling on Craft Beer. And one quick question, actually, I do have. Um, Fire. When we say beers local to you, what yes. would you consider the radius of, uh, let's say, us for a local brewery, right? Obviously, the Tri-County would count. but yeah, would, I, would say, uh, I would honestly say, like, for you, like Florida. Okay, yeah, like a Tampa. Because you're, you're, you're not going to get paired up. Yeah, you're not going to get paired up with somebody from, like, Tampa. You're going to get paired up with somebody that's in, like, New York or fucking Chicago or, you know, you're going to – it's not going to be – we'll never put two people together in the same state. Right, right. As long as it's from – Yeah, yeah, as long as it's from your state, um, I think it's good. Because I know, I mean, obviously there's some really good ones out there. Like, I wouldn't – I would never say – There's a ton of really good breweries up there. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I would never say – limit yourself and like no tampa beers no orlando beers there's a lot of really good breweries in florida in general so i would just say stick within your state um you know and if you have something that it may be from another state but you know that it's still out of the area of the person that you're paired with because you're going to know obviously when we send you your pairings you'll see who they where they are and where they live so if you're in indiana for, for instance and we pair you with somebody in new york and you might have some monkish in your fridge from cali don't be afraid to send it because chances are the guy in New York can't 
can't regularly get their hands on monkish you know what i mean so it's cool it's all that's all good too like it doesn't you know the idea is just to provide people with beer they can't normally get their hands on so. right right cool yeah cool all right dude like subscribe touch thomas's testicles i mean what did i just say Only i when don't I cough at the doctor's office that's it but oh, but what I mean, we need five star ratings, so we might have to start saying yeah, questions. and whatever, yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll, make a, I'll, I'll start an OnlyFans account. <laughs> OnlyFans with beer, dude. I would laugh my ass off so much if there was if somebody just like every a hairy, picture, every picture of my dick is paired with a different can of beer. No, no, it would have to be even better than that. Like, let's put it this way, like. It would have to be that every picture that would potentially be nude, whatever oh. private part would be showing, whether it be... You hide you know, it with the, beers? You hide it with a beer. Yeah, exactly. So there's I'm, a beer can in front of the junk or, you know, whatever the case may be. I think that'd be fucking hilarious. But it would also can, be we can, something... We can, uh, we can workshop that. <laughs> oh, my God. Nobody wants to see me naked. That's for damn sure. It's like a fucking walrus... <laughs> Lots so, of people want to see me naked, so that that, that evens out. Hey, that's good. I'm glad to hear that because I mean, uh, thankfully, I've been married for you know 3,741 years, so I am happy, and my wife loves me from as fat as I am. But um, but regardless, dude, that that'd be hilarious. But I appreciate you, brother. Thanks. Uh, thanks, thanks again man. Awesome. Always no yeah. for sure, and uh, awesome I'll talk show. to you in a bit. Yeah, man. Thanks for letting me vent my ass off today. Because well, that's I all good. The, it was fun. The spotlight. I, I love cars, so it's all good. Yeah, brother. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you earlier. Later, Gator. Bye. What's going on, guys? It's uh, French Tom here with my uh, shit beer review of the week. Or maybe two weeks and um, I'm not excited about this one as much as I knew the other one wasn't gonna be very good I was still kind of stoked this one I'm just crazy apprehensive for it uh, maybe it's because it's so strong not quite sure but uh, anyways um, we're gonna go with a steel reserves that I think I mentioned earlier that I got from the gas station down the street as always fresh beer open not pouring in the glass I'm actually just doing it uh, in a brown paper bag the way um, the baby Jesus intended it to be so um, we're gonna start drinking and uh, see how I'm feeling about it as I'm uh, going not bad ice cold out of the fridge I am trashy as fuck though God, it is heavy thick it's got it's got a weird thickness to it um I do love Coors Light so it's probably not that far of a departure but um damn kind of bummed out it's not not as aggressively bad as I remember it to be from my youth. I got a 16 ounce can. Pretty stock standard hobo stuff. 
Yeah, man. I don't know. Not too many flavor. Just like... Malty. Um, well, I guess this is a rather short one, huh? Still reserved. It's not that bad. thought it'd be worse. I'm kind of disappointed. Should I have gone with Bud Ice? That was op this was option A. Bud, Bud Ice was option two. I just really wanted Bush Ice. Because I feel like Bush is one step down from Budweiser. And I feel like the ice version is always the worst. I figured the Bush Ice was pretty much the pinnacle of a shitty beer. But you want know let's turn this into a new segment called Thomas Looks at the Internet. Natural light, natural ice, Milwaukee's best. Michelob Ultra's not that bad. MGD Light 64, I think I'm gonna put that in high school. Keystone. Damn, Steel Reserve's not even anywhere near. It's not even the worst rated on ratebeer.com. Not even on the, it's not even in the top 50 of the worst beers. Ah, fuck. I feel like I left you guys Bud Ice number 33. Natural Light. I guess they're probably just saying it's bad because it's got no flavor. It's the bottom of the fucking barrel. expecting but there's also some people giving it four stars it's got almost 2,000 it's got 1,300 reviews natural ice let's see tastes like Bud Light but stronger enjoy it. somebody gave it a 4.9 really enjoyed it at the price it was very pleasant 4.9 3.7s the ultimate cheap party beer drink 5.9% this is 8.1 Gun to head? If I had to drink this or um, the um, <clears throat> what should we call it? <laughs> that these buildings I once designed. These buildings I once designed. I think I may have. I think this is easier to drink doesn't taste like anything. I don't really want to drink this weekend too much. I'm not feeling super hot. Um, but I mean, I just, I just need to crush one idea just to kind of get some flavor in my mouth. That's what she said. Um, this is fine. I'm almost done with it. It's actually really not that bad. 
kind of sh slightly shocking. Um, yeah, I don't. I really remember this being way fucking worse back in the day. Not quite sure if I'm losing it. Or if I'm just this bad that it's. It's not bad at all. Fuck. I really need people to, like, help me out with this. Give me some terrible, terrible bruise because I don't really know what to do. Yeah. Luke's telling me it's good. It's not bad. It really isn't. Um. In a disappointing turn of events. I call myself a trash panda. Oh my god. I apologize. Um, and that seems to hold true. I'm literally two steps away from being done. Please, guys, if you're listening to the show and you make it to this part, send me some. Please send me recommendations. I'm not asking for free beers. You know what? I'll do this. I'll buy the beers off of you if you're local. If you're not, you know, I don't know if I want to spend the money on the beer plus the shipping, but whichever way we can work something out, I'll, I just want, send me the shittiest beer in the country, please. I know I've had some bad ones and I would hate to keep trying stuff that's mildly decent because I can't find anything that bad. Uh, I may make a run. At this place called Opportunity in um, in Delray and potentially Craft Beer Cartel in the Riverside Market in Fort Lauderdale, where I actually know people, and ask them for some of the shittiest beers they have, so I could store them and keep them here. Also, maybe I can age them and do some aging experiments, and like see what holds up and what doesn't. Just give me pointers to like crappy stuff, not not crappy stuff, crappy beers to drink. I don't care. I'll drink anything. If it's a beer, a mead, uh, a bar, whatever. Something carbonated for the most part. Maybe I'll also do some shitty wine like Two Buck Chuck from uh, Trader Joe's. Uh, what else? I'm not doing any shitty liquors. I've been sick on all of them in my high school days. That's not going to work. Just recommendations. Leave them in the comments. Uh, send me a message on uh, French Tom 86 on the gram uh, I also do have a Twitter um, we also have a Twitter we have two Twitter accounts for calling on craft beer message Luke at calling on craft beer um, anywhere email us Thomas at calling on craft beer media at calling on craft beer please some sort of recommendation I really need I'm super I've really had high hopes this was bad but now if I'm I was like 21 i drank four of them at a barbecue like before like at like 11 a.m crushed all of them i didn't think it was that bad but i thought maybe i just was being a dumb college student and uh it is it is a bit rough I also drink fast how long has it been whatever 193 seconds at 293 seconds is anyways beer's done not that bad. I kind of enjoyed it. 
I'll do some better research. I apologize. Um, and I'll find something worse. Um, first. If you guys just want to jump off here, it's fine. If not, I'm just going to start riffing. Ten, all right, hopculture.com. Ten infamously bad beers otherwise from otherwise great breweries. Okay, St. Adam's Cranberry Lambic. Okay, I'll try that. The veil, that part. I'll try that. Rivertone Brewery Pestilence. Sour Brown Ale. Malt Brown. Natural flavors. Idiot Proof from Weyerbacher Brewery. Dark Horse. Lambic. Dark Horse Brewery, Lambic wants orange blood. Three Floyds, Bully Guppy. Big Sky Brewery, Big Sky Creek. Rogel Voodoo Donut. I don't remember that being that bad. Uh, I don't think the one from Funky Buddha is bad. What is it, the Maple Porter? I can't imagine that one. And I think I've had it. I don't Ballast Point. I'm a big fan of their, um, Ballast Point. That used to be my jam. Oh my god. Which one was it? Mango. Um, grapefruit. I've not been this burpy after a beer in a long time. Sculpin IPA. Grateful Sculpin. That was my jam. Sculpin and Grateful Sculpin. Um... Now this one, the watermelon dorado, which is dolphin, the dolphin fish, not flipper. Um, Jolly Rancher, Trillium and Monkish, never and again. Double IPA aged on mangoes. Surprise, blue clothes. I the Monkish I had was very good. That one time came over, brought me some stuff. Anyways, guys. Um, their list as a list. Worst beers of 2019. Just send send me ideas, send me stuff. I'm gonna start hitting up all their local uh, joints, like actual knowledgeable joints that have canned stuff. Obviously, they're not gonna order anything bad, but God forbid they did. I'll start clearing them out of anything that's bad. If there's anything you think I can age and do a fun little experiment out of, I'll age them. I know my brother did that with some bourbon aged stouts. Cigar City Emperor Cigar City Cigar City City uh, Marshall Zukov. We I think he aged a couple of those like a couple of years. We I think we also did the same thing with um Bourbon County. That's pretty bad. Bourbon County. Uh, from Goose Island. Fuck, I remember that one being pretty bad, especially on a hot summer day, sitting by the pool, because by the time you finish your first class, it is warm and fucking horrendous. Or maybe I'll do, yeah. Even ones that are like not too bad, but they get disgusting when they're warm. I'll drink them warm. Uh, 
just any recommendations, guys, please. It's not, it's not a trick for engagement. I really need some pointers. Um, and if anybody wants to sell some, holler at us. And um, yeah, I'm gonna send this very disappointing clip to Luke now. Tell him that I actually enjoyed this beer. And God damn it, I need help. So help us out, guys. Appreciate it. Love you all. And uh, hopefully you guys like me, because I'm kind of in a recent edition, right? Um, all right. Deuces. Get excited for next week. This week. The one coming up. Hopefully you guys can make it. Matthew's Brewery. See y'all. Thank you.